You are listening to the Sermon Podcast for Triumph Lutheran Brethren Church. Our vision is to see the life and message of Jesus transform hearts, homes, and cities. Wherever you are, our prayer is that God would meet you and that the life and message of Jesus would transform your life. To find more resources, go to triumphlbc.org. When I was growing up, I was a part of... In my little community, I was a part of 4-H. In my high school, I was a part of FFA. And in both of those uh, settings, I was a part of the crops judging team. Now, for those of you that have no idea what that is, which might be most of you, the crops judging team has a competition where we do basically two things. One is we look at samples of crops and put them in order of the best to the not so best. But the other thing we do, which was the bigger part of the contest, was identification. So we had to identify seeds, and we had to identify plants. So they would give us vials of a seed, or maybe a tray with some seed in it, and we had to say, oh, I know what that seed is, and we had to write it down. That's hard red spring wheat, or whatever. But then they would also give us these plants mounted on a piece of paper with some cellophane over it, and you had to look at it, and you go, oh, that's, I know that, that's Canada thistle, okay, and you write that down. In the end, whatever team could identify the most accurately, the seeds and the, and the, and the, and the plants, then they won the contest. When I first started doing this, I, I was confused by number of things, but one of the things I was confused by is that there was no distinction between weeds and crops. And I thought that would be a reasonable distinction, right? I'm looking at a sample and I'm thinking, well, I I wish I knew if this was a crop or a weed because I know crops that look similar to this, but there's weeds like this too. And my advisors answered the question. My advisor said, He said, what's a weed? I thought it was kind of a silly question at the time. Turns out it was a good question because of course, a weed in one field might be crop in another field. We had hay fields where part of what we seeded in the hay field was brome grass. It was hay, it was crop. That wasn't crop when it showed up in our corn field or our bean field or our wheat field. That was a weed in that setting. And so the reality is that a weed, a weed is any plant that the farmer doesn't want growing there. Our parable this morning, a part of our storyteller series, the parable that we're using this morning, you heard Josiah read it to us, is a parable about weeds and wheat. I've often wondered, where do you suppose Jesus was when he, when he told these parables? Oftentimes we're given geographic clues about the region where he was, but I mean, I wonder, specifically in this case, I wonder if he was close to a wheat field. Was there a wheat field somewhere within sight of where Jesus was? As Jesus was telling this parable, did he point to a wheat field and say, you know, The owner planted wheat 
in a field. I don't know. I, I do know that these parables are set in contexts that the disciples, the original hearers, would understand. It's a context that would make sense. Even this idea that someone would come in and plant weeds in a wheat field would have made sense to Jesus' original hearers. Why? Because historians tell us that was a real thing. That happened. Neighbors or somebody who wants revenge or wants to destroy the farmer's crop would sometimes come in and seed something that would compete with that crop and maybe even ruin the crop for that year. It was common enough, believe it or not, that in the Roman Empire, they had a law against it. As early as more than 500 years before Christ, they had a law in the books that said, it is illegal to go plant something in somebody's field without their permission. Because people would do this. So this is a... This is a familiar, if not common, at least it's something they're familiar with, they're aware of. As we take a look at this parable this morning, I, I want to look at three aspects of it. Three things that I want to draw from. The, the, the first aspect of it is that there is a question that's inherent in the parable. Some of you in this room, maybe many of you in this room, had this question run through your head. The question that's natural and normal from this parable is, am I wheat or am I a weed? Am I, am I wheat or, or am I a weed? It's reasonable, it's, it's a good question. Because in this parable, the wheat and the weeds grow together. They grow alongside one another. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you look around your neighborhood and it looks like there's wheat and weeds all growing together. Maybe you look at your workplace. Maybe you look at your school. Maybe you look at where you are and where you live and where you spend your time and it looks like there's wheat and there's weeds and maybe even sometimes you're not sure which one is which. Jesus tells us as he explains the parable that the wheat are those sons of the kingdom, those sons and daughters of people of the kingdom of God. The, the weeds are those who are people of the evil one. And it's reasonable for us to look around the neighborhood. Sometimes we look around the workplace and go, I'm not sure, but some of these people are weeds. I know that. And some of them are wheat. And some of them I don't know which is which. Maybe that's even true when you look in the mirror. Right? This question, am I weed or am I weed? You look in the mirror and you go, I don't know. Historians tell us that the most likely plant you would use in Jesus' day 
to plant to seed in with a wheat field would be a plant called bearded darnel. I do remember darnel as one of those plants I was supposed to be able to identify back in those years. Darnell looks a lot like wheat until the heads appear, till the kernels of grain at the top of the plant appear. Once the heads start to appear, it's obvious. It's what happens in these, for these, uh, for these far, this farmer's servants. They come and they go, oh, that's not wheat. There's some, there's some seeds in there. There's some, there's some weeds in there. How do you know if you're wheat or if you're a weed? Jesus doesn't tell us in this parable. If we want to know the answer to that, I think we can, there are other places in scripture that make it clear. Let me, let me go to a couple of places this morning. In, in Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine, Scripture tells us, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not from yourself, it's a gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. Wheat is wheat by the, by the grace of God. Layer on top of that from Ephesians chapter 10, or I'm sorry, from Romans chapter 10, it says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you profess faith and you are saved. The one who is saved by grace is the one who will declare that Jesus is Lord. The Holy Spirit comes to us by grace through faith and enables us to proclaim the name of the Lord and to believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. You probably can't tell the answer to this question, am I wheat or am I weed? You can't tell it by looking in the mirror. And you can't tell it by looking at your resume. And you can't tell it by looking at your calendar and say, what did I do last week? Did I do wheat kind of things or did I do weed kind of things? Now, if you want to know if you're wheat or weeds, you look in your heart And you look at what the Lord has done, at what God has done, and what God is doing in me. Can I confess that Jesus is Lord? And do I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead? That's how I know. That's how you know the answer to that question. And as you look around you, not only do you often ask that question, am I weed or am I wheat? But then you look around you and you go, I know some of these are weeds. And the weeds make our lives difficult, don't they? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't life be better without the weeds? It just... It just feels like like it would be easier. Maybe you even maybe you even find yourself praying or wishing, uh, God, would you just gather up the weeds already? 
Would you just do that? If, if you're tired of the weeds, don't worry. Judgment is coming. That's, that's the second thing I want to point out that's obvious in this parable is that judgment is coming. I said don't worry, but of course maybe that's exactly the reason why we do worry, right? Maybe that's exactly the reason why we ask ourselves, am I wheat or am I weeds? Because we look at the rest of this thing and we go, judgment's coming. And as we look at the parable, Jesus tells us it's not going to go well for the weeds, right? It says the day will come. Jesus tells us the day will come. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And those weeds will be gathered up and thrown into the fire and burned. It it doesn't end well for the weeds. Some would say, oh, we're all wheat. It's fine. Don't, it's fine. We're all wheat. That's not, not what Jesus tells us in God's word. Jesus tells us, no, there's weed and there's weeds. And others might tell us, oh, of course, but it's okay. It's all going to be okay at the end. Don't worry about weeds and wheat because it's all going to be okay at the end. And I'm here to tell you by God's word, no, it's not. It's not all going to be okay. Judgment is coming. And it's not going to go well for the weeds. That's why I want to be really clear about this third point. I want you to see in this parable, I want all of us to see in this parable how much the owner cares about the wheat. I want you to see how much the owner cares about the wheat because here's the story. How, how How much the son of man, Jesus, cares about the people of the kingdom, the wheat. You heard the story, right? So the the servants come to the owner of the land. And, And it almost sounds a little bit snarky. They come and they say, didn't you plant good seed? What? What is going on in your field? Didn't you plant good seed? Of course he did. Then explain all of those weeds that we see. Oh, that's the enemy's work. Kind of sinister. He did it at night when we were all sleeping. That's the enemy's work. And, and, and the servants have a great solution. It would be my solution. The servants right away say, we got this. We'll go, we'll go pull out all the weeds. That was one of the jobs I had as a little kid. I would get hired, little kid, as a teenager, 
That's one of the jobs I would have. Farmers would hire us to go walk through the field and pick weeds. Some of you have done that. Some of you have had that. Where you walk through, you pick weeds, you walk half a mile to the end of the field and picking all the weeds, you turn around and you come back and you pick all the weeds. Why? Because the, their yield is going to be better if they get rid of the weeds. These servants go, we got this. We see the weeds, we'll go tear them up. The owner says no. And it's important what he says next. He says no, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Note that word uproot. The owner doesn't tell the servants, no, don't do that because you don't know the difference between wheat and Darnell. You don't know the difference between weeds and wheat. Of course they know the difference. They just came to him and said, we saw weeds. We see them. What's the deal? No, the owner says, look, these weeds have been growing together with the wheat and when you pull one of those weeds, you might expose the roots of a wheat plant and damage the wheat plant. And any of you gardeners, or maybe you've got flower beds at home, <clears throat> you've maybe done this. You go away for a week or two and you come back and the weeds have established themselves in the garden or in the flower bed, and you gotta go pull them out, but you pull out a weed and you're really careful, I know this is a weed, and you pull it out. And the pepper plant that writes, that's right next to it comes out too. Soil around it is loosened up and the roots are exposed, and the first thing you do is separate it out and kinda put it back in and try and plant it, hope, hope it wasn't ruined. Right? It was uprooted. It wasn't uprooted because you pulled it out. It was uprooted because the weed next to it was pulled out. That's what this farmer is worried about. Notice that this farmer cares more about the wheat. He cares for the wheat more than his hatred for the weeds. He loves the wheat more than he hates the weeds. Let that settle in for a minute. In, in that way, I think this farmer is different from most of our farmers that we know today. I know this, if I'm that farmer, I'm gonna run the risk that a few wheat plants come out because if I get rid of if I get rid of the weeds, then the wheat that remains is gonna yield better. I'm gonna increase my yield by getting rid of the, of the wheat, or of the, of the weeds, even if it does a little bit of damage to a few of the wheat plants, the other ones will thrive. This farmer cares more about the wheat plants than he does about the wheat Field. He cares more about the individual wheat plant than he does about his yield or his return on his investment. The priority here is not on all the wheat everywhere. The priority is that each 
plant of wheat matters to him. Each one. Remember, who's the, who's the owner in this parable? Jesus tells him. Jesus tells us in the parable, he says, the owner is the son of man. Jesus referring to himself. And, and who are those individual wheat plants that he cares about so much? It's, it's the children of the kingdom of God, those who have received his grace. that Jesus loves you more than he hates evil. That's what this parable tells us. Jesus loves you even more than he hates evil. And not just like you, y'all. No, you, individual, wheat, plant in the field, he loves you more than he hates evil. So this morning, if you have received God's grace by faith, if you, if you are, are trusting in him, you can be assured of how much God loves you. God loves you with a deep, rich love. He loves you more than he hates evil. He loves you. And this morning, if, if you're worried that you're a weed, if you still haven't really been able to settle that first question. Am I wheat or am I a weed? And, and, and you worry that, that you're a weed and not wheat. Then, then I invite you this morning, would you receive God's gift of grace? Because, because by his grace, you can be born again as wheat. That's the language that is used in all kinds of ways throughout Scripture. It's language of becoming something new. Language of being renewed. Language of being transformed language of being born again, by God's grace, you can become wheat by receiving his grace, his finished work on the cross for you. So this morning, if, if you worry that, that you're a weed, would you receive his good and gracious gift. Let him make you wheat because then on that last day when judgment comes, then on that last day to be numbered with the wheat, to be included with the wheat means that like Jesus says in verse, 
In verse 43, he says then, in that day, the wheat will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. The wheat will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father forever. Whoever has ears, whoever has ears, let them hear. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your amazing ability to make wheat out of us. And we thank you for the promise of of your love and care for us. We thank you that you love us even more than you hate evil. Lord, give us the confidence to know that by the work of your Son, we can be numbered among the wheat. Give us confidence that not only that we can be, but that by your grace, we are numbered among the wheat. I pray that for each of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'm Pastor Doug. I just want to take a minute and to say thank you for downloading or streaming this content today. We at Triumph pray that it will transform your heart and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. I have three quick thoughts that I just want to share with you, and it'll, it'll only take a minute. First, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd be willing, visit our website at triumphlbc.org connect and let us know how we can reach out to you. Or, or you can visit triumphlbc.org events to find an activity that you could jump into. Second, we hope that you see this content as supplementary in your walk with Jesus. Our, our digital content isn't really designed to be a replacement for belonging and engaging with a gospel community, whether that's here at Triumph or another church. And third, we invest a lot into producing this content and it's used to bless people like you and others all over our community. If this or really any of our other resources that you find online have been a blessing to you, would you consider giving? It's because of your generosity that we're able to continue creating and serving online. Thanks again, and may the Lord bless you.